John Skalowinski is the most interesting man in America. Anthony Cravello is close. He's won all he's won all kinds of awards. If you're an actor and there's an award, he's won it. Uh, he will be McGuire, the play written by Dick Enberg, July 14th through the 31st at the Next Act Theater, um, put up by uh, Rec Entertainment. Bob Rec is also with us, but really. Anthony, when we talked before, we did, I just didn't get to ask you all the questions about your variety of activities, specifically your time in sports Yeah, as a radio sports show. Had a radio sports show uh, for um, a little over six months in uh, Las Vegas called Tony Cravello and the Sicilians and um, was able to connect up and uh, to a lot of uh, Midwestern uh, sports uh, personalities, uh, interview them and... Uh, it was on uh, Fox Sports there, and uh, it was uh, it was it was quite a good time. But it did. This was what uh, happened six months. It six didn't... months, and then my second child was born, and I was still doing Phantom of the Opera there. So it got the workload got it got to be a little bit too much, and I had to I had to, uh, to leave the show. And moonlighted as a ring announcer and commentator for ESPN 2's kickboxing championship. A couple times, yeah, I went in there and did the you know. He is the IBA and AVA champion of the world. So, <laughs> wow. Did you, um, did do you have any kickboxing experience or were they just using your uh, they expertise? Were just, it was just uh, preliminary stuff, uh, um, you know, uh, where they, the, the, I would do the uh, pre announcing for them a couple times as well, um, which was kind of unique. I sang national anthem for them and then went into the announcing uh, gig as well and then, and, and uh, po- pre and post fights. All right. Now let's let because because we want to definitely uh, deal with uh, and address McGuire again July 14th through the 31st right. Next Act Theater. Now it's not every day. It's 14th through the 17th, 21 through the 24th, 28th through the 31st. Before we get to all the other things you've done, um, what anything else that you would want to add to inform people about uh, McGuire? Absolutely, it's uh, Heiser Automotive is our sponsor um, for it, and it's very important to have a sponsor, just like a lot of different entities as well, to give you that financial support to get launched as well this is this uh particular inception of the show is all brand new we're in a brand new theater at the at the uh next act theater and so that's a theater that is a what's called a half round and in this production as well i would literally be able to if i'm down uh playing down close and up front in the theater or on the sides i can put my hand out and shake hands with the audience um it is now New Direction by Edward Morgan. It is new uh, lighting design, new set design, new um, projection designs as well. Um, different conceptually. We've added a, two, a few little uh, snippets of dialogue, which were approved by Barbara Enberg, Dick Enberg's uh, lovely wife. And um, so that, there's that difference as well. These are new costumes w- with this production. This, is, uh, this product, particular production is a launching pad to then try and tour it. Ideally, what we are looking to try and do is to even initially uh, look for other venues to play the show. That's where that sponsorship by Heiser Automotive is important because that helps to get us launched. And we're looking to specifically try and go, you know, ideally, Big East cities. As we know, with the Marquette playing in the Big East, we think there's a definitive connection there, a definitive connection um, not only to Marquette University and playing in competition, but to the history of Marquette basketball. And and obviously now it goes to uh, male and and the, the men's and women's teams playing in the Big East. Talking with Anthony Cravello again, uh, to get tickets, you go to uh, nextact.com. Um, Org. Now right. it's N E X T A C T N E X T A C T dot org. 
Or you can call the box office. You can look that phone number up. All right, now I have two two things to ask. Do you get to change uh, anything? Can you, like, uh, I was in a play once, and I kind of changed the my 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 uh, li- uh, words, and they didn't take I, it real I well. I didn't know you were an actor. <laughs> I'm not. I did. It was in the New Richmond Community Theater, and uh, I decided the last day that I would change the line because I like mine better. They the the director didn't like that at right. all. They, they said that was incredibly bush league and unprofessional. Well, and that's kind. It, yes. You're not changing. We're not changing uh, lines. But what happens is uh, specifically because I'm embodying Al McGuire. Uh, we will. You know, there are times I'm speaking, and and it's we're in an intimate setting. So audience members sometimes will talk back to me. And I'll tell you, there's one point where I, I talk about, for instance, uh, Notre Dame. And uh, when I mention Notre Dame, it, especially in the city of Milwaukee or in, in Marquette country, there is a definitive reaction. So you're, you're, I'm playing with the audience. If the audience is reacting to me, I may come back at them and say something as well, within, still being in character, still being Al, but responding to them as well. We're doing a, a little thing as well where they're, uh, you know, it is uh, one of the changes that's been incorporated is, is, is recreating some of the voices of characters that, that were in Al's life. Like uh, um, uh, specifically, uh, there's one point Dick Vitale is mentioned. And so okay. I, you know, we just I do a little inflection that is a little bit more Dick Vitale. So there's that that difference that's happening. Uh, it's just little little things as well. We've changed the projections too to identify the players a little bit more definitively um, uh, now in in this new inception. So there's there's a lot of different changes. Another thing I'll mention is we are hoping um, invitations have been sent and we've gotten some responses. Uh, it looks like we may have some celebrities coming to to the performances. Uh, performances of uh, definitively opening night performance. Barbara Enberg will be, will be there as well, and she will have two of Dick's books, and she will be signing for them personally uh, as well wow. for, for purchases. But there, we've extended uh, through Barbara and through some of the other connections. We've extended invitations, so during the run of the show, you never know who you might be sitting next to. It's literally that kind of a situation, too. Talking with Anthony Cravello again, uh, McGuire will be at Next Act Theater um, July 14th through the 17th, 21 through the 24th, 28th through the 31st. And, uh, again, you can go to their site, nextact.org, or you can call the phone number. Uh, I have some some changes I want you to to make, and we'll take a break so that I can uh, figure out the best. We want to get you... Uh, you know, Homer, we want to get you involved in the show. We're yeah. looking for a, yeah. a voice of, uh, of Market University, so we're going to hit you up on that one, buddy. You're going to well, be part of the uh, show. I'm, I will do it only if uh, – you have to talk to my people, uh, but only <laughs> you, if you, I c- – You just admitted you are an actor. <laughs> I think I just, no, 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 no. You're I talking to two Italians. This is Your Bob Reck or our people. The other voice. Um, I just proved to you that I'm not an actor based on what I said I did. But my suggestions, we'll take a break, then my suggestions, and we'll take it from there. You will be impressed with the suggestions I make. Anthony Corvello, Bob Reck also, he's the one putting the whole thing together. Uh, more on McGuire and changes that should be in the show when it comes to Milwaukee. We're on the edge of Next. our seats. <laughs> I know you are, I can tell. Next. <laughs> it's Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN. Uh, 
Anthony Cremello is McGuire. He looks like McGuire. He is McGuire for the play, the show that's coming to Next Act Theater uh, July 14th through the 31st. You go to nextactnextact.org for tickets, or you can call their box office being put together by Bob Reck, and he is here as well. All right. uh, Al McGuire, arguably his greatest player, George Thompson, passed away last yeah. week. And Al McGuire said that George Thompson was one of the 20 greatest basketball players of all time. And that era That's what he t- and beyond. I don't know. If, and, and when Al told me that, I said, come on, Al, I'm old. I know. Best 20 of all time. I mean, George was good. Um, brute so force. You, brute yeah, force. Brute force. Though, and, and, and that in the was- pros, his nickname was Tip or Tipper. That cost me 20 bucks. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that, too. Um, also, George Thompson was the original Allen Iverson. He didn't go to practice or didn't play hard at practice. Um, and it was so bad that uh, that McGuire kicked him off the team. Uh, and then when he wasn't at practice, uh, he went, where's George? And Hank Raymond said, well, you kicked him off the team, and you should have. He's not – got to practice. He says, right. go get George back up here. So the next game he was uh, – he kept out for the first like fifteen minutes, and George is sitting at the end of the bench, and Al says, "You've have you learned your lesson?" Yes, he said, "Yeah," uh, and so he went in and scored ten points, ten rebounds in five minutes, and they're walking off at half. And Hank uh, is next to Al, and Al says, uh, "Hank, who's that guy over there?" Hank goes, I, "You know who that is? That's George." Uh, and Al goes, "No, that's the guy who had me kick off the team last week." <laughs> um, so, uh, so anything you could put it in, George. Would be great. Maybe you know, he's in you know, already. What a tremendous player. And the, those guys at the t- time, you know, we, you had a, a, a Marquette team that was playing with a 6'5-inch center, I believe was yep. Rick Cobb, you know, yep. elevator man. You had these guys mm-hmm. that were all leapers and uh, who were outstanding athletes that he got from the streets of, you know, the playgrounds in New York City and Chicago going on his own, you know, recruiting. Talk about Al, Al McGuire is one of the greatest recruiters. And he was. This is the the man who implemented the change. They were playing when he first arrived in '64 at Marquette University. They were playing in the same uniforms that they had worn in the '40s. He immediately goes to metalist Industries, strikes uh, strikes up an agreement, uh, becomes then eventually vice president at at, at Metalus, but changes the uniforms. And so the those players saw you had this at the time this smaller urban university in campus. But their uniforms, as they said, and you can see that in the documentary about their about their uh, market uniforms, where f- the players would say the uniforms were fly, they were cool, and everybody wanted to play for Marquette and play for Al. So he introduced, you know, the uh, those uh, the the initial one was that uh, uniform with the racing stripe down one side with a with a circle with a numeral in it, like a race car. Yeah, and I then some of those and bumble the bumblebee uniforms as well was another one that was classic. Obviously, the untucked look during the championship years as well. Um, you know, doing the uh, the uh, different kinds of vertical stripes and different uh, different implementing different um, colors from uh, three different color uniforms as well. And and you look at what's going on in the NCAA today. I mean, this guy was such a pioneer in his yep. innovation and, and and tactics to try and bring in recruits and to compete. So, if any way you can get George Thompson stuff in, and now this this is a little tougher um, because. I oh, never George checked. Thompson. George Thompson is definitive. He's mentioned several times in the show in the yes. play. All right, Homer. Um, Homer. Um, yeah. Probably what will happen with George Thompson is before the show or after the show, there will be a tribute to him. Um, obviously, with you possibly or or emceeing yeah. the event, yeah. uh, we I'll will be able de- to do anything. For we you. will definitely uh, tie the George 
George Thompson tribute. Do you know, uh, Ben Anthony doesn't realize this. George Thompson is arguably the greatest college player of all time. You know why? Why is that? They retired his jersey three times. <laughs> no other player. I don't need to give you the particulars. Also, this is about Al, and you can look it up, because he always gave everybody a new nickname. You, you couldn't right. have the same nickname. He would never call me Homer. He, he called me Range. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, Homer on the Range. Well, his nickname <laughs> should have been Mason. He was one of the biggest bricklayers in the history of college basketball. His numbers at St. John's, are he shot like 30% from the field, 30% free throw shooting, and he's jacking up 10 shots a game. But he admitted that he was a scrambled agger. He was defense. He was about, he was about you know, there, there's there's an uh, adage in the show that talks about the story about the fact that when he was with the New York Knickerbockers, yep. that, uh, you know. Stop Cousy. Yeah, it's exactly that. He was going to stop Bob Cousy, and he was going to hold him to 10 but, points. But you can look it up. It didn't keep him from shooting. If, he'd had, if he would have played on his team, he said, hey, Mason, you're not shooting. He couldn't make free throws. Very good athlete. Rebounded well. And uh, I think in one of the books, he ran a mile in like 420 or something in college or something. So, but, but he couldn't shoot a lick. And I, didn't, I never saw these stats until I got a St. John's media guide and they had him in the back. I called the guy up and said, you need to take those out. Nobody needs to know that, that it's Al Mason McGuire. Man, <laughs> you, you won't, you will look up and go, God, I, how? and again, he was still shooting. All right, Bob, is there anything you want to add? Uh, I want to give you guys the last I, I'm word. Gonna, I'm going to say something about Bob okay. and Rec Entertainment and his family. And this specifically, you talk about the importance about Heiser Automotive, okay? Heiser is a major backer of, of sports in the state of Wisconsin for years. Tell the story that you told me before, Bob, about Heiser and your fa- and that family connection, too. Well, when uh, Al first came to Milwaukee, Heiser supplied Al with all his cars. I don't, I don't know what the deal was or what the trade-out was, but he got cars from my uncle who owned Heiser Automotive for the last 50 years. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've been in, in the sports uh, world for a long time, and it's great to have family and, supporting yep. this uh, project. Um, and he, they were great supporters of the Milwaukee Brewers as well. Yeah, but we're not going to tell that story. No, we won't tell that one. But, but you know, I mean, there was there's an adage we don't get into it, and in, in this was one that was eliminated from the play as well. I mean, I remember when I was on, you know, I was at the on on campus at Marquette, uh, seventy four seventy five season, and and uh, there was one story that was told about two players uh, by the, I believe it was by the, by the name of Bo Ellis and Lloyd Walton, who were uh, driving cars. And uh, somehow they were they managed to get an automobile to drive uh, when they were on campus. Um, at one point, the Milwaukee Police Department knocked on their their uh, dormitory doors and uh, said, "Gentlemen, you have two hundred and uh, you have uh, two thousand five hundred dollars worth of parking tickets." <laughs> and um, they, he proceeded to march them down to Al's office and said, "Coach, uh, we got a little problem here." And Coach said, uh, "Just a minute, I'm going to try and take care of it." Well, what he did was he placed a phone call to one of his buddies by the name of Judge Bill Gennaro. And there was another judge, an Irish judge, too. And they managed to, thank God, get the situation resolved. And, of course, uh, both uh, Bo Ellis and Lloyd Walton got a tongue lashing after that one. And, uh, you know, and the the problem was corrected. I don't know if they lost their vehicles. They may have. (laughs) Uh, Bob, any last words you want to throw? Well, I just want to say how lucky I am to be able – I mean, I've had a great career. I've worked with a lot of – Big names throughout the industry. Never did I think in uh, towards the twilight of my career that I would now add a Tony Award winner to my repertoire. Um, 
We just got a great team. It's exciting. Tony is so passionate about this role, and we are really stepping up and bringing our A game. We want to take this to the Big East. We want to take this to the Big East during the tournament. We would like to take this to the Final Four and play it in the city where the Final Four is at. Um, There's just so many legs that this has um, as far as just keeping it moving, keeping the name alive. And it's just, it's history. You know, and we got to say as well, Homer, I mean, th- thank you so much, seriously. As, yes. The support that you've given it, obviously the voice of Marquette basketball and, and all of that. But we've gotten tremendous support across the board. And, and there's a there's a terrific amount of excitement that is just continuing to build, not only within the Marquette community, but it's really starting to spread. And and we, we're very, very fortunate. I mean, people know this is not a play just about basketball. This is a play about a man who lived life's on his own terms and and was had you know the average joe you know the joe in the street kind of wisdom that that you know he he procured by by you know being a bartender and a bouncer in his in his parents bar in queens as a kid and and those experiences then just fed into the the way he operated in his life the way he coached the fighting spirit that he had and Marquette, again, during those, you know, being recruited to be, you know, by I think it was then the Father Wild who, who brought him in. You know, that's the Lombardi era in the 60s to bring in this brash East Coast when Hank Raymonds was the main candidate to take over as head coach in 64. Yep. Al came into the office and blew him away in his interview and was offered the job. And Al was smart enough to know, I've got to retain Hank Raymonds and I'm going to bring in this other young coach that I think is going to be great by the name of Rick Majerus. That, you know, and the rest is history, as they say. And one more thing, Homer, for you. With those two semi-great ideas that you came up with, uh, I have an assistant producer position open for you. It's yours (laughs) for the taking any time. All right. So you just just let me know. We can meet at Ted's (laughs) and talk contract. Happy to do whatever I can. And I want to thank you both for coming in. Bob Breck. Thank you. And uh, Anthony Cravello, again, go to nextactheater.org uh, or uh, just look up their phone number. Uh, Next Act, again, starts. It's on uh, 14th through the 17th, 21st through the 24th, 28th through the 31st. Thanks uh, to both of you for coming in. Thanks so much, Homer. Thank you, Homer. You TVV, Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, next.